everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, religious nonsense, and politics, especially tonight. And give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can sign up on Patreon, and that will allow you to talk with us directly as we record on Discord, Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't do that, you could still post to our Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. This week... I've got a few more things on Roe, although not. I don't want to get stuck on it too much. But uh, a few articles about uh, the fallout and some other religious nonsense. But I figured first we would start with the fact that it is uh, primary day, especially in Pennsylvania and North Carolina, I believe, and a few other places. But since we live in Pennsylvania, we'll probably be really focusing on the Pennsylvania uh, information and there is an article on 538.com that really talks about why these primaries and this election coming up is really rather important um, and just to give it a little bit of a rundown in Pennsylvania it's really important because if certain individuals get into office like Doug Mastriano if he were to become governor uh, he is a huge Trump supporter and would clearly put in somebody for the Secretary of State who oversees the elections who would be in support of replacing our elected, you know, our electors like they were asked to previously. So if you want Trump in 2024 again, uh, Mastriano is your guy. And you're most assuredly listening to this show. <laughs> right. I mean, but just just to be clear, he's he's not just an a, a, you know avid Trump supporter. He's like a full on conspiracist. I mean, any any fringe statement, stop the seal twenty twenty, you know, up to and including that. I mean, he's he's a hundred percent on board for all of those things. Yeah, yeah. He is he is way into open criminality. Plus, he would be. I mean, with the 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 Senate being Republican currently in Pennsylvania in the state, we would rapidly become an anti-abortion state. It would be Oh, 100%. Day one. Minutes. Yeah. But I think that might be true for most of the people on the Republican primary list. True. And yeah, as far as the state legislature goes, that'll – it certainly will never be Democratic in my lifetime. Hmm. Seems unlikely. The state is – I mean, the, the the courts did try to fix some of the gerrymandering, but... It's better. I mean, yeah, these primaries, I gotta say, they were a, a real bummer, guys. Mm. Why? I mean, you know, at least at least for me, I just, I don't know where I fit anymore. I mean, I do seem to gravitate mostly towards progressive ideas, and I just, everybody's the same. It's just, there's there's nothing... There's no, there's only two parties and there's no, there's no gradation. You're either, it's either a race to see who's the Trumpiest of the Trumpers or hopefully, I mean, I don't hate it because I, I like a lot of their policies. Now, obviously we've had some, some, some uh, disagreement about this on this show. I, and to get to where he was, I understand a lot of the middle of the road, but now that it's a national stage and the Senate Connor Lamb doesn't seem any less progressive than John Fetterman. Is that his name? Yeah. 
Yes, yes, it is. I mean, they're, they're, or at least he claims, like, all of his, other than Lamb never expressed any support for Bernie Sanders, every other issue identical with Fetterman. So I was like, "Eh, that doesn't sound like a moderate at all. I don't know. The very fact that, like, the Democratic establishment wants Connor Lamb over Fetterman. Mm. Yeah, makes, it, it makes means me, it's a trap. Well, makes, <laughs> I agree. But makes me think, I'm like, well, okay, there's something in there. I mean, listen, we all liked Obama, right? But he was yeah, a yeah. fucking corporate Democrat, too. Yeah. You know? True. I mean, you're right. And it's tough because, you know, I feel like Fetterman might be a, a slight, you know, a different breed. Mm-hmm. But in order to maintain that, he's got to, you know, kiss a little ass here and there. And you're like, and make concessions. And you're like, God damn it. Why is it so black and white? Well, you a know? perfect example of that is that he did not seek endorsement from anybody. He didn't he didn't get it because he didn't ask for it. And I don't know that I mean that's I think it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because he doesn't have have the support of the party. And at some point if they don't like what he's doing, they'll they'll crush him. What are they gonna <laughs> they're gonna Madison cough on him? <laughs> Kinda like they crushed cinema and mansion? Yeah, Democrats don't play dirty, man. They just go yeah, true. they're just like mm, the I don't party's know. gonna crush him. They turn their nose to him, that's about it. Turn their nose like to him. Have, <laughs> some, have some respect. Nancy Pelosi will write a strongly worded email towards him. <laughs> well, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> Wear a tie when you're in the, the Capitol building, Mr. Fetterman. Right. <laughs> I need to I need to tread lightly on this the next my next Fetterman question, because I don't want to be disrespectful to a, a a good friend of mine, but dude just had a stroke. There's no way that's not going to hurt his polling. Uh, it depends on how he handles it and how he comes out of it. I mean, if he comes out See, of it I, and he looks the same and he sounds the same, he'll be fine. I I, I think that uh, I think that it'll be fine because he was he immediately announced it. He mm. immediately put in like how he was feeling, what they were doing, how he was dealing with it, and I would say. 26% currently in. He is ahead by 26 points. <laughs> I'm He's not that 50. surprised. I don't think so. You think as far you as think the primary hurt, is you think, concerned? Yeah, you think it'll hurt him in the general. Yes, the general election. The primary was a done deal. He had that stroke five minutes before people were, were cast in votes. So those were happening. If he had had that stroke and died, he'd have the same lead he has now. <laughs> Would have, in the general election, it, I just, I hate when... That's going to add, you know, anti-Fetterman fuel mm. to something that is not his fault. He had no control over and in no way diminishes it as a candidate, but people will see it that way. See, I feel like the people who that would matter to wouldn't, weren't voting for him anyway. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, that, that, a, that, that, that's how I feel. It's like, if, if, the, if I hope not, but I'm worried. You're worried about the swing voter? <laughs> a little, I mean, they have to exist or else they would, you know, there has to be disenfranchised people in the middle that are making up the difference in otherwise competitive races. Maybe not his, though. He's super popular, and I don't hate any of that. Mm. I've only met one Republican who, like, wouldn't even... They're like, I don't even want to know... Because he didn't really know anything about him. And he's like, does he have a... Right, and I was like... I'm like, you might like him, though. You know, I'm like, you know, he's kind of like, you know, a normal guy. Mm. And he's like, you got a D. He's for fucking uh, metal straws. I don't... (laughs) That's where he draws like, the line, metal straws. I love that that's a – because I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, I had a metal straw with my smoothie this morning. Uh, you know, once you, once you take away the, the, the plastic straws, what's next? Huh? Oh, my what? God. <laughs> so you did mention Fetterman's stroke. I did find it amusing. He's not the only Democrat to have a stroke this last week. Oh, man. 
Senator Chris Van Hollen from Maryland, who is also up for re-election this year, also had a minor stroke and was hospitalized over the weekend. Hmm. Now, he came out and said this, he basically the, the same kind of, of deal. I was lightheaded while delivering a speech, uh, had a bad headache, didn't like it, was talked into going to the hospital, minor stroke. You know, we're dealing with everything. So two Democrats in this last week. Uh, I, I don't know what they're putting in the water. It's not good. <laughs> I heard Fetterman's getting a pacemaker installed. Yep. Which is a very common thing. Oh, Much yeah. more common than one might think. Listen, he could have gotten fucking brain damage. I'd still vote for him at this point. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, they caught it early. He has AFib, so he has an um, abnormal heart rhythm, which causes pooling. Which causes the a clot, which caused the stroke. So right. he's got to take some medicine to break up the clots. They can either shock his heart back into rhythm, or if that doesn't work, he gets a pacemaker. Yep. I've always, both. Yeah, I've always, both. Uh, there was always this one story from like, it might have been the early 2000s. That is always, uh, that's always stuck with me with, uh, John Mellencamp. Remember John Cougar Mellencamp? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he was talking and he was like, ah, I was on tour and I didn't feel that well, you know, but I was like, ah, I waited like a few months before I went to the doctor. He's like, then I went to the doctor and he was like, yeah, you had a heart attack. Actually, I think you had two heart attacks. Oh. Right. And he's like, really? He's like, yeah. And you just kept touring. He's like, yeah, I just didn't feel that great. So I was like, hey. If John Mellencamp can have a heart attack and shake it off, <laughs> shake, shake off your fucking stroke, Fetterman. <laughs> so uh, some more updates. Fetterman is still ahead by 26%. The Republican primary for Pennsylvania Senate, McCormick is ahead by 6%. Oz has 27% of the vote currently. And Kathy Barnett, who sprung up onto the uh, the, the top three, is at twenty one percent currently. Um, nice. I did. I had not heard of Kathy Barnett until a couple of days ago. Really? Um, oh, I've been. Fu- <laughs> I loved watching their debates and everything. No. Yeah, McCormick. I think is your like Ian said, like your average Republican. Barnett is more toward uh, Mastriano. Actually, she has been campaigning with Mastriano. She was. So. She was at January six. She was photographed. Yeah. I don't think she oh, was yeah. Inside. She was outside. She's open about it. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I was there, but I didn't go inside. Mm-hmm. Yep. She also has yeah, but- that crazy fucking anti-abortion ad. Yes. Where- mm-hmm. Right, and she's also running on the platform of banning Islam in the United States. Wow. I don't yeah. well, I don't know her previous story behind this, because she was just a, com- a political commentator, but like, mm-hmm. was she like a, like a real commentator, or was she like... You know, internet like, commentator. Yeah, like like Ben Shapiro or Diamond and Silk. Was she in that vein? No idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't know anything about her background. She did not appeal to me as a candidate because she also, I believe, Mehmet Oz got my vote. I believe she also backed up that the election was rigged. And then when asked now if people can trust the voting system, she would dodge the answer by saying, "Isn't it great that we all get to vote? Go out and vote." <laughs> With a big <laughs> smile on her face, which, which again, American reporters go, "Okay, done. Bye. No follow ups. No follow ups." <laughs> She also referred to the the people that she was taking to the January 6th as her 1776 crew. Mm. She wasn't, I mean, there's no, there's no obfuscation there. Like, no, no. She, she's like, yeah, I'm a proud member of the Proud Boys. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> I don't think they like you. <laughs> well, it, it, she, I mean, I want, I'm wondering if she does not win the Republican primary, will she contest it? Will she say it was rigged because she didn't win? Yes. <laughs> That's no. gold. I don't it know, depends. unless she has something to do in the future, because then she's got to get in line. Mm. I think if Mastriano wins, she won't contest it. Mm. 
if Mastriano wins the primary for governor, then she won't contest her race. Oh, sure. The Senate race. Okay. And he's pulled ahead at this point. He's got 30%. Yeah, Mastriano is a clear leader at this point. Yeah, he's, so. he's unfortunately way ahead for God knows what reason. Yeah. Worst case scenario. Yep. Who's the, who? Does he have any opponents? I, we, I know we probably talked about this, but I'm oh, not... so many. Lou Barletta is the big uh, one. Lou Barletta, Bill uh, McSwain, Jeff Bartos, uh, McSwain, Zama, and White. Dave two White. other throwaway candidates. Mm. I'd I'd love to see. You know, I mean, at the end, I guess we'll find out like what the number, what the actual numbers of people who actually voted for him compared to who actually voted for Shapiro. Who you know, we didn't have much of a choice, but. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 No, I'm hoping I'm hoping that Shapiro's, you know, obviously popularity, hard work and, you know, just general campaigning ability will will carry him in the general election. But but you know what? Now that I think about it. Those numbers might be off, too, because I got through halfway through my ballot. I got to Shapiro, voted him. I voted for Cartwright for uh, for Congress for on my side here. Local. Yeah. Yeah, and then I when I saw a whole list of people I didn't know who were only running unopposed, I was like, I'm not filling those out. <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped halfway through. Um, Call you a, uh, the lazy voter. <laughs> I was like, they're winning. What are they? I, you know, I don't even know who right, they do are. They, do they really need my help? Yep. Nope. Yeah. I uh, I used that same scenario because while I was voting, my son asked me, "Hey, Dad, what's this circle here with nothing next to it?" And I said, ooh, let me show you. <laughs> and every time I saw a Republican running unopposed for some dumb local office that no one wants, I would check right in and write my own name. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, oh, if you don't like any of the candidates, this blank line is so you can just choose your own. And hopefully you can gain enough support. I was like, they've I said, I don't know any scenarios where that's ever worked. But technically, <laughs> it's allowed. Uh, didn't your wife get voted in on such a game for uh – yeah, you're right. I did cause that. All right, so there was one scenario that I'm trying to live down because she's still angry about that. All right, I'm gonna we're good, we'll get back to some of the uh, the polls yeah. coming in later. Um, I did want to follow up on some of the stuff on Roe. There's an article on the L.A. Times, an op-ed talking about conservative Christians and how they will regret overturning Roe if they do, which they they will. But specifically, there's there's stuff in there that I want to mention about the Catholic Church. In the article, it says that the Catholics' view on abortion is still heavily it's, – it's political partisanship. It's, it's noteworthy because Catholics are actually evenly split between Republicans and Democrats, about 42 percent each. So 60 percent of Democratic Catholics don't like the idea of ending Roe. So the article is basically coming at the, the idea that overturning Roe because, I mean, a lot of it comes from – is stemming from the Catholic Church is against abortion and contraception and all that. It might actually decrease the Catholic numbers in the pews because of this happening. Yeah, I think the idea that the, the Catholics are the most – conservative branch of um, Christian religions is gone by the wayside. I mean, it's the, oh, ev yeah. it's the evangelical Christians that are pushing this. The Catholics are getting to be more middle of the road at this point, which is a crazy idea. But you're already a democratic Catholic, mm. right? Yeah. You know what they're trying to do, yet you've stayed in the religion. <laughs> so why would this change anything? I, I think, well, the big difference is the Catholic Church, most don't push politics as opposed to other religions. 
I don't know. I, I don't see this going through and then people going, oh, man, that's my breaking point. I'm out. Yeah. You've been talking about it for 50 years. <laughs> well, it's not a breaking point for, for religion. I think it's a breaking point for politics. In re- what do you, I'm not sure I understand what you mean. I think I a lot we were of talking people... about people leaving the religion because they're I... more democratic leaning. Yeah, I don't I don't think they will, though. I think well, remember right. the Catholics. Right. Off... I don't think Jared thinks they will either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're on the same page. Then. We are on the same yeah. page because yeah. Catholics live, live in two different worlds. They have their church world and they have their, you know, secular world and they weirdly keep them separate. How? I don't know. But bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> It's the red string I around. I was in the, the, same, the, the same line of thinking when I looked at this article. But I mean, again, the article, it, it's an op ed and it's basically like, I don't, it, it boils down to the idea that this is now the church involving itself in government affairs. Hmm. And a huge portion of the Catholics don't really like that. Will it drive them out of the pews? Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I'm not sure that it would. But that is the argument that the article makes. Hmm. Not sure I agree. That it, do you think it might drive them out of the the, the pews? No, I I, dis, I disagree with the article. I don't think it'll drive that many out of the pews. I don't think it'll drive any. No, I agree with with all three of you. No, no I mean, I I don't know everything about all Catholics, hmm. but I want to believe in my heart that a majority of people who identify as Catholics are absolutely 100% opposed to child rape. Yes. I really truly <laughs> believe that that is an accurate statement that I just made. The fact that the Catholic Church spends most of its time raping children has driven none of them from the Catholic Church. Oh, it's driven. If that's not enough mm. to get you to shift, then this certainly is not enough. Yeah, I wouldn't say none of them. I think it's driven several. Actually, we I think we know a couple, but... The the percentage that stayed, yeah, I don't see them leaving because of Roe v. Wade. Right, right. I think it. Uh, uh, the Catholic Church has been losing people in droves for quite some time. I think. I agree. And I think part of. I think they're in steady decline. Yeah, and the child rape has not helped that those numbers. I would agree. I mean, if you're going to choose a religion now, I mean, yeah, it's not the one you're that, picking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Unless you really you. like old architecture, no. <laughs> Although the. Ability that lately in the since 2016, I, I'm just shocked by what people are willing to overlook in certain things to get their agenda done and not give a shit about other people or children for that matter. I'm just like, eh, yeah, maybe they do know and they just don't give a shit because they don't like gay people. And this is the we hate gays club, <laughs> you know, or whatever, whatever stupid thing that gets their dick hard in the morning. Yeah. So along with the uh, the Roe v. Wade stuff, there is a rumor, as far as I know, it was started by Fox News. Uh, they had a few people on who were talking about Alito and how he was in he was in danger. And this rumor was that he has been moved to an undisclosed location for his own safety. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's not true. It's none, none of that's true. But it's been propagated since since. Being said on Fox News, Ted Cruz started tweeting about it, um, and it just exploded from there. Several different politicians have said about, you know, Alito is, is in trouble and had to be put in a private location. And it's just it's not actually a fact at all. The well, poors are coming for me. <laughs> the governor of Florida's got his back, though. He just passed a law that you cannot protest 
uh, in front of people's houses. Yeah, I saw that. I suppose it's just in Florida and it's, you know, directly against the, the Constitution. But, you know, good for you, DeSantis. Idiot. I mean, I understand a little heightened security right now for the Supreme sure. Court justices. That makes perfect sense. Susan Collins <laughs> calling the police on people who wrote a nice message outside her house in water-soluble chalk. That woman's a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, Unbelievable. The science on that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anybody was going to agree with me, I knew it would be Ian on that one. <laughs> Doing the math. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you. Yep, yep. See, it seems a little extreme, but at the same time, you're not wrong. I mean, if that is not the, oh my God, I've got the fucking vapors. I mean, just grab a hose. They're not even protesting. They wrote something outside your house. No. White, honky Susan Collins will not have it. (laughs) I'm calling the police. Yeah, in in chalk. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Right, because it was. She didn't claim that it was, you know, the specifically the message. She it was a vandalism. The, so if the, my son goes outside, <laughs> draws hopscotch course wind chalk on the public sidewalk, call those cops. Yeah, <laughs> your son's gonna be in cuffs in minutes. I'm calling the Should, cops. <laughs> that kid's well, having fun. That makes sense. I don't remember seeing anything in the Constitution that says you're allowed to draw with chalk on sidewalks. No. <laughs> But you do have to carry a baby to term if you're right. That is an immutable, (laughs) perfect document. Last thing that I have on the whole Roe v. Wade thing is an article in the Washington Post talking about the fact that Roe v. Wade is all pretty much based on the 14th Amendment uh, right to privacy. But there's also an argument that needs to be made, I believe, that uh, it's also part of the First Amendment. We touched on this. Last week, when I mentioned that uh, one of the lawmakers were was very reasonable about making an exception to abortion when it came to Jewish religion. Well, not all Christians think that abortion should be banned. Jewish religion actually advocates uh, abortion in some aspects. Uh, Muslim traditions don't share in the belief that abortion should be banned. There's There's nothing except... Certain branches, certain sects of Christianity have taken this up as their flag that they they want to uh, to make the argument. Well, yeah, because um, it's it's a political thing. It's not a fucking religious thing. They just right. suckered these fucking people right. into thinking it was. It's just the outrage machine. Yeah. Yeah. So it was an article to kind of back up what we talked about last week. So, yes, yeah, some I can't remember who it was, probably someone related to Nixon or around Nixon <laughs> said, hey, we could use this. Mm. And it worked. This will get you money. It will get you votes. Yeah, Yeah. which is, again, and I know we talked about this, how, like, it's probably a bad thing. Like, Mitch McConnell's like, oh, fuck, if I don't have this to fight on, what do I got? Right. Well, it'll be immigration next. Yeah, but I don't know if that fires people up like abortion fired up that base. No, not nearly as much. They thought they were saving fucking lives. Hmm. They might have to tow that uh, Democrats are eating babies line. That might be the new one. Yeah, but there's a there's a... It's an unfortunately high percentage, but still low percentage of the population that believes that. Well, say it enough and it'll probably be wind up. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, real quickly before we move off oh, of Roe. Sure. Uh, I don't know if, if you guys heard this and I and I should have investigated further, but did you see something about some of the justices were actually kind of waffling on this and that the vote was really only a five to four? I did not see that. I heard that was a theory. And that, okay, you know, yeah, they part, don't know part for of, sure. Right, part of the process is, you know, you write out... Um, your arguments, 
and you share them amongst yourselves and you vote and then you try to convince others of your point of view. I think they were still in the discussion phase. That could be true, but I think it was just a theory because they are locked down hard now about information leaks. Well, yeah, true. But I heard it was Kennedy was like not so sure and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, maybe there's a little glimmer of hope. No, there's no hope. Okay. I mean, what what <laughs> what this could be is, um, all right, we're not going to ban Roe v. Wade, but we're going to nibble, I take a big chunk out of it. And what Texas has done is acceptable, and what other states have done is acceptable. Yeah, but th- didn't we already know that? I mean, no, they said they they said they're going to let Texas stand until they rule at a later time. Right. Oh, okay. So the- which again makes it very likely that 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 is how they're going to rule because normally if they're unsure about something, then it's no, you can't do that until we've made a final decision. For some reason, with this, they said, "Oh yeah, keep doing that, and we'll make our minds when it's convenient." Yeah. Mm. I just don't get how you can read Alito's argument, his the the leaked letter, and look at it and think that it it, it is completely justified, and still call yourself a lawyer, let alone <laughs> let alone a judge. I mean, he's citing stuff from like the 17th century, and and like there was a cite a citation from the 14th century. I mean, that's not what we base our laws on. We base our laws on, you know, what's going on in in our society, in our country. Even worst case scenario, we base our laws off a document in 17-whatever, whatever was written. To to go back into the the dark ages to make your arguments, I mean... It's a weak (sighs) argument at that point. Yeah. But he also quoted longstanding, well-respected, been-there-for-years judge... Kavanaugh. Hmm. Oh, I'm right. sorry, he's been there two fucking years. <laughs> yeah. And he also put beer up his butt. Maybe we shouldn't listen to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just a more efficient way to consume it. That's smart. <laughs> I feel like you're making a pro-Kavanaugh argument now. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you like the flavor of your beer so much that you're putting it up your ass, maybe you should try something different. That's all. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. The whole point of drinking should be not getting drunk. It should be enjoying the, the drink, but what? No. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Alcohol tastes like shit most of the time. I only drink it to get drunk. Because getting drunk's awesome. <laughs> All right, there's an article uh, moving on on 538 talking about rural Americans and why rural Americans have so much anti-science. And I thought it was an interesting thing because it, it's actually the, – the article says that anti-science – is actually part of the rural identity. And that, yes, I think that's absolutely true, that the identity is not held only by people who live in rural areas, but also by people who identify as being rural, regardless of where they live. The key insight is that those who distrust vaccines, science, and experts aren't doing so because they have a knowledge gap or misunderstanding, distrusting experts is part of who they are. Hmm. Like you but come from, from you know, the country and you don't trust them city folk because you just don't. That's that's part of who you've always been. Isn't that just a form of tribalism, though? They're not part of my tribe, so I can't trust them completely. Sure. Yeah, I would definitely think so. Interesting. I mean, it does. Yeah, it does. It does explain. It's an interesting hypothesis because you do see it in other areas besides the current, you know, disasters that we're dealing with. Hmm. And yet they'll still buy. I don't believe anywhere that they're all dumb. (laughs) They're just fucking dummies. (laughs) (laughs) They've probably been let down by the local schools. Yeah. 
they're underfunded, underpaid schools where football is the important thing. Yeah, but th- then how do you explain like shit where like it's clearly something in their community that, you know, or some politician who's not doing it right, but yet they love to blame other people. Like, so my argument saying that they're fucking morons seems to hold up because they'll somehow blame Mexicans coming over the border for their plant getting shut down mm. or some bullshit like that. They're like, they they refuse to look at the actual evidence on everything. True. Because if there's one thing I've noticed about, like, and they say all the time, oh, liberals, they get triggered about this and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but I feel like we get triggered about, like, people getting shot up. You know, like a thing where human beings died. That seems a worthy thing, right? Mm -hmm. But these other people, like, every fucking day, it's some dumb ass shit that they are up in arms about. And I think they have tinier brains. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think part of it, too, is that they have been marginalized and ignored by the Democratic Party, for as an example. I mean, I think the Democrats came up with the um, the phrase flyover states. These are places where high-end politicians don't go because the numbers aren't high enough. They're, they're, ign- they're feeling every- ignored because they've been ignored. That's every politician. I mean, Jesus Christ, Donald oh, yeah. Trump was like, I would have never come here if I wasn't trailing in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> he said that, but he yeah. went there. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to go when you got to go, but I mean... I mean, that's – but now you see – you look at it and go, well, why is that? Why don't people come here and be like, oh, because every vote doesn't actually fucking count. Yeah, that's true. Not and only explain uh, that and they go, yeah. nah, fucking Joe Biden hates hates the middle of America. He fucking hates it. <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden sits every morning. Man, I can't stand those fucking flyover states. Fuck them. Fuck those dumb farmers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know that he doesn't do that. Well, okay, yeah, you're right. I don't know that he <laughs> but, doesn't. <laughs> I mean – Yes, this fantasy that everything is equal. Mm. If the last election and the election before that has taught you nothing, you should know that there are, what, seven states that count and every other state's already decided? This is true. So why campaign anywhere else? Why would a Republican candidate take time, money, and effort to campaign in North Dakota? Yeah. They've already won. Right. There's no need. And why would they bother going to New York when they know they've lost? They shouldn't. I don't think they right. do very much. No. Right. Or California, for that matter. Right. right. They go to Pennsylvania. They go to Georgia. They go to Arizona. Uh, you know, a handful of other states, and that's it. True. Right. But again, we but we know the reason why. But these people won't accept that reason. Well, because you're and telling go, them that they're not important. Well, that's yeah, hard to but swallow. They're not, <laughs> but they're not important because of a fucked up system we have that they're supporting. Mm. <laughs> you know. They, but they have no power to change. Well... They have the power to vote if, you know... We I just mean, said their vote is meaningless. <laughs> no, well, we... No, I mean, like, you know, like voting within the state. That, actually, the votes yeah. count. <laughs> vote local, yeah. I think a lot of it stems from if you grow up on a farm and you're constantly having to deal with tax issues and government, whether whether it's trying to get a subsidy or the government saying you can't farm in these fields because of whatever reason and forcing them to only, you know, buy and sell certain amounts. It, I think it just it stems from there into just don't trust the government. It, they're never on our side. Um, and then as soon as you have somebody like Trump, that's your guy because he is not part of what was there. He, we saw him on TV before. Clearly, he's not a politician. <laughs> so that that's what we we need. It didn't help for over those four years. Things did not get better. But excuse, excuse, excuse. 
But he called African countries shithole countries, and that made me laugh. Yeah. Yep. Right. All right, I want to hit another of the, the crazies in the GOP. We've talked about her before, Uh-oh. twice before. Mm. Janice McGeechan. Uh, she Uh-oh. is currently the lieutenant governor in Idaho. We talked about her the first time because during her campaign, she posted a picture of herself in a truck with an American flag holding a Bible and a sidearm. <laughs> oh, is this Lady Trump? Do they call her Lady Trump? Is she that blonde-haired woman? She's the one. She, she, how do you see that picture and not recognize that you're being pandered to in the most insincere way possible? Right. Exactly. That is amazing. Is she the one that they took don't... over for like 12 hours or something? Yeah. So when the governor of Idaho left the state, she's the one that took over and tried to make a bunch of changes because she was governor for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not Lady Trump, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That didn't ring a bell with me. I mm-hmm. don't know who Lady Trump is, but. Uh, so now she's back in the news because she's running for governor. <sighs> and during her uh, run, she was interviewed. Right Wing Watch has it on their Twitter feed. She said, God calls us to pick up the sword and fight, and Christ will reign in the state of Idaho. Oh, my. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. As Hemet Mehta said, this isn't about Jesus. This is about worshiping Donald Trump and whatever MAGA cultists want and doing all under the banner of Christ. Very true. And to answer Ian's question, they don't care. <laughs> they see that and they love it. That's they, crazy. They to me. eat that shit up. If nothing I, else, it triggers the libs, and that makes them giggle. Yeah, but it doesn't really but, trigger libs as we just go, oh <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> like just... what what she is saying to her voters is I feel confident. That you guys are so dumb hmm. and so gullible. All I have to do is stage one picture with four things that I know you guys get excited about, and you'll just you you eat it up. And they don't see that. No. Like, how do you not see that? No. Tiny brains. Tiny fucking <laughs> brains. That's the only <laughs> thing that I can. I mean, listen. <laughs> now there has to be some sort of psychological element, in human nature, right? Because I I feel like this is. A different version of what happened the year after hashtag Oscars so white. Mm. The no. very next year, they were like, okay, <laughs> Moonlight wins. And we're like, what's Moonlight? I don't know. It's a movie about black people directed by a black person. Okay. Are we ever going to do that again? Nope. But we gave it to you for one year, and that'll shut you up long enough to make us happy. Mm. This is not. Nah, this is like, how going... do you not recognize that you're being. It's just been going absolutely on for pandered fucking to. Years, at least on their side. Years. I mean,. I mean, I forget when Oscar So White was, but I feel like was it after Trump? Yeah, right around. But I feel like right I, around I feel the like same that time. Response is 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 like has been effective for an unlimited amount of time. Every time, every time an artist walks on stage and says, "Blah blah city, you're the best," and everybody goes <laughs> crazy and cheers, they don't know where they are. You're not the best. <laughs> they don't even know what city they're playing in right now. They're just reading a fucking cue card that someone held up in the sound booth, and then they're going to play their next song. But you all were, oh, yeah, we are the best. We rock the hardest. <laughs> it's just, I think people are just dumb. Well, pandering works. All people. I mean, p- pandering, people pander because pandering works. That's sad. Yeah. That's sad and empty, and it just yeah, but it, makes me feel sad. Yeah, but it, like, disgusts me, like... If all of a sudden, like, Fetterman came out and, like, in his ads he was, like, vaping 
Mm-mm. to appeal to kids. And then he was like, I also, my my gender names are they and them and started doing all this shit. Like, just going to that real extreme. He's like, mm-hmm. I, I think ba- like parents should ask babies permission before they change their diapers. You know, like, and I'd be like, dude, what yeah. are you doing, man? I'm like, stop it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what worries me, going back to this crazy lady, the thing that worries me about her a little bit more is she's talking to people in Idaho and she's telling them God calls us to pick up the sword and fight and Christ will reign in the state of Idaho. She's telling people to arm themselves for the oncoming civil war, functionally. Well, listen, even we know she doesn't want that because like, <sighs> even despite the fact that she's wearing all this shit or, you know, the same thing with Donald Trump, these people will not spend, don't want to be near the people they need to vote for them. They're not mm. going to go into bars and talk to them and shit like that. You know, they certainly don't want them armed because they're fucking they, nuts. <laughs> they strangely do want them armed, though. I mean, look I, at think, this. I, th- I think they're just telling them that shit like in a reality the- where they're sitting around at a fucking table. They're like, could you imagine if all these fucking shit kickers like could get all the guns they actually wanted? Ugh. Like, you know, like they'd be like, you know what I'm saying? Like these people who walk around with personal security and shit, they don't want people armed. Yeah, I don't know. Having said all that, why can't Democrats do this same fucking thing? I hate that the GOP has coveted or co-opted the fucking the American flag. Mm. Right? Yeah, sure. part I, is sketchy, but, but as far as the other things go, it's because of how each political base views their leaders. Republicans view their leaders as gods, mm. and Democrats view their leaders as people that should be helping them. Well, yeah, it's that old analogy that uh, Al Franken made, you know, we love our our politicians like we love a person in a relationship and they love politicians like they love their mother. And mommy can do no wrong when you're three years old. Put them up on a pedestal. Right. But yeah, having said all that, why, why can't why can't John Fetterman come out in a fucking tank like this and the fucking American flag and be strapped <laughs> with a fucking gun? Because let's face it, guns are never going away in this country yeah. and go, you know what? I stand up for abortion rights and I love this goddamn country. You know, like fu- they might fall for that shit. <laughs> that they, they, they're they're scratching their fucking monkey domes going, I saw a gun and an American flag in a fucking tank, but he said he was for abortion. He looks like he's kicking at some ass, too. I'm very confused. <laughs> I might vote for this guy. I don't know. I mean... No, I think the other... The, no, the D in the back of his name will stop them dead in their tracks. I, right. I don't think so. And then there's a chance I, that other Democratic voters will hold him accountable for his pandering. BS shenanigans. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Who are you going to vote for, then? Connor Lamb? Yep. <laughs> I say fucking do it. If I was running, I'd fucking walk out... Goddamn bell-bottom jeans and an American flag fucking uh, polo shirt and just spout out all the fucking liberal shit and see how they react to it. That's why I need my friends, Adam and Cole. You know, you guys all know Adam and Cole, but not the audience yeah. probably doesn't. They look like two fucking big, gigantic biker guys who fucking rip the shit out of you. But they are very liberal. And I'm like, you two need to be out there fucking holding signs <laughs> and shit. All right? <laughs> Cause no one gonna call you a little soy boy cuck, and you know, <laughs> try to grow some fucking fangs, man, and get that flag back. <laughs> Put the no tread on me. Do it all, man. Do the whole fucking shebang. All right, I'm done. Rant. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that was that was a fair rant. I had that earlier today, Jared. I there is a new garage that opened up in our town, and it's called the Wild Patriot Garage. Oh, I immediately assumed that they were jackass Trumpers. Because reasonable, the word patriot just used to mean 
patriot. Now it means the complete opposite. Right. Well. I would like that word back, please. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Along with the flag. <laughs> and to be honest with you, with what Karen said, that some Democrats may be like, well, call him out on shenanigans. What did he really do? If you didn't add like that, you said you love this country. You had the flag of the country in there. Nothing wrong with that. Guns are legal. And who wouldn't want to drive a fucking tank for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> I think there were definitely a bunch of more progressive Democrats that would, you know, sh- shy away from something like that. But yeah, why, why not go for the middle ground? No, he's not. You know, you're, you're missing my point. You're not going for the middle ground. You're right. Just I mean, the middle ground the, voters. Right. You're just putting. Well, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Just have. Yeah. I think Jared is simply suggesting putting bullshit, pandering white wing imagery into a very progressive candidate's ads. Right. Without any conservative policies and see if it works even a little bit. <laughs> like. Yeah, just come in and say, I want to legalize weed, I love abortion, and I think voting rights are essential, and, uh, you know, do that while, you know, driving a Humvee, waving an American flag, and, uh, I don't know, holding the Bible. (laughs) Yeah, and then hold a shotgun and threaten a kid to kill him if he fucks your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Like Brian Kemp did. Or have your whole fa- have you know what Fetterman should have his whole family sitting there. They should all be holding guns. Not mention the guns once. Just all be holding fucking shotgun. Put a shotgun on the fucking dog, and then and then talk about uh, Medicare for all. <laughs> we want you to have health care. I'm telling you, these fucking fucking mouth breathers might fucking fall for it. <laughs> Maybe a gun shaped Bible. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm on to something here, Ian. <laughs> I don't hate it. Either that or we're coming up with a good script for a movie. <laughs> All right, another another thing that I've got in uh, politics, with the whole everything going on in Ukraine, you would think that if there were a, a vote to help support Ukraine, that it would pass easily. Uh, it did in the House. However, when it reached the Senate, one Rand Paul from Kentucky... Uh, demanded that the legislation give an inspector general authority over overseeing the spending, and he got 10 other Republicans to vote against the motion to pass uh, this bill to help support Ukraine again. Uh, Rand Paul was in it, Marsha Blackburn, uh, John Boozman, Mike Braun... Uh, Mike Crapo, it's probably Crapo, but I don't care. <laughs> Bill Haggerty, Josh Hawley, Mike Lee, Roger Marshall, and Tommy Tuberville all voted to to not continue to support Ukraine, um, specifically on this bill, sending another $40 billion worth of uh, aid to the country. And specifically with uh, Howley, it turned into a kind of a supporting Russia. The, the the whole idea of, well, maybe we don't want to antagonize Russia more yeah. um, by continuing to help Ukraine. Wow. Because, yeah. How, how is that even, like, have you been paying any attention to what's been going on in Ukraine? Mm-hmm. Apparently not. I don't know. Or they don't care. That's more likely. I wouldn't be surprised that immediately after taking this vote, they went out and spoke to the press and then complained that Biden wasn't doing enough to help Ukraine. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds likely. Well, still less money than uh, Elon Musk is spending to buy Twitter. He's not buying Twitter. Well, yeah, he's just doing stock manipulation toy games now, but... Right. 
Huh. So did they did they we... did they vote it down or just delay it? I think it was delayed because so hindering. Yeah. The the big thing that Rand Paul wanted was this oversight committee. Well, in order to put that in, you would have to then send the law back to the House because that wasn't in there when they approved it. Mm. So it would really delay it. Meanwhile, Ukrainians are getting killed, you know, hundreds a day, thousands a day. So it's just to my mind, it's Rand Paul going on the, his libertarian, you know, we got to stop spending money when the government's spending amazing amounts of money. And this would actually go to, to help, seriously help a major ally. Sounds like not critical to- race theory to me. <laughs> helping <laughs> people. You know Should've how they feel about that. Yep. They don't like helping people. They do not. Why don't those Ukrainians pull themselves up by their bootstraps? <laughs> <laughs> Since they're all wearing combat boots right now. Yeah. All right, could, I think be, that's a, could Rand uh, Paul be in the top 10 worst human beings ever? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> top 10? I think so. Yeah. Wait, worst human beings ever? No. All right. Oh, you worst be a, human beings right now? He could be in the top one or two worst senators currently. Uh, oh. Yeah. That's easy. Just gets COVID and jumps in the Senate pool like an asshole. <laughs> Just <laughs> Because he's a doctor and he knows better. Yeah. You're an ophthalmologist, you jackhole. <laughs> Still a doctor. Yeah. All right. That's all I have in politics. Moving on to some uh, religious nonsense. The Christian Academy in Kentucky. Uh, there's a Christian Academy of Louisville. They have a, I don't know, it's a, uh, what do you, an opt-in class? I forget there's a term for that. In any case, it's a class that, that it's not required, but, but kids can opt into. Um, it is a Christian worldview class. And there was an assignment in this class where the kids were instructed to write a letter to an imaginary friend as though you're trying to talk this imaginary friend out of being gay. Oh. <laughs> 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 so an excellent score was given to kids who quoted scripture, mm-hmm. uh, communicated truth lovingly, and made a logical argument to persuade the individual. Wow. What was the logical argument? You're going to hell? Yeah, I no, think so. No, if you I mean, just stop being gay, then me and all my friends will stop trying to hurt you. Oh, okay. That's that, There is some logic in that. <laughs> <laughs> Try to persuade them of the goodness of God's design. They always fail to um, acknowledge that God designed those individuals the way that they are, if that is the truth. Yeah, that's the thing. They're teaching the kids that it is a lifestyle choice. It's not innate. And again, this is something that I've I've had an argument with people, you know, face to face when they brought it up. Well, it's their choice. Really? It's their choice. So at some point in your life, mm. in high school, as you're going through puberty, you were looking at girls and boys and you went yeah i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go with the liking girls like i like the way that that guy's ass looks but i think my choice is gonna be girls really did you make (laughs) that choice because i know i didn't that's just innate that's just how it happened and if you made that choice perhaps you're bi and you didn't even realize it Mm. yes if you're able to flip flop through by both you're bisexual yeah right I wonder how they handle this argument if the person they're talking to, like, I wonder what they teach the people to say if the person goes, well, I don't believe in your God. (laughs) (laughs) Like, shouldn't I shut the person down right there? 
Be like, oh, okay, well. I mean, I no. guess you could try to like convince them that God exists, but <laughs> right. I mean, that that is one. Now of the... you're on that, but you're on a different argument now. You are on a different argument, but it's still a you know an argument. Well, all right, that's a, a big. All right, we have to have another conversation first. Then let's first talk about God. Then we'll get back to your homosexuality later. <laughs> uh, just another example of teaching this sort of bullshit in schools. Granted, it's a Christian academy, so what do you expect? But mm. I. In the completely opposite move, if I were to talk about the phrase, in God we trust, writing that phrase on police vehicles in the state of Kansas, you would think that this would be a negative article. However, in this case, the the Haven City Council in Kansas has decided to remove the phrase, in God we trust, decals, from all of their police vehicles. Uh, Nice. This was... uh, Huzzah! Yeah. So the town council voted unanimously to remove this. Uh, when asked, the chief of police said, uh, I didn't I didn't really, you know, he, he said that he was defensive about it. He didn't like it. But, you know, it's their decision. So that's what he's going to do. I'm surprised he didn't take it to the Supreme Court. Right. Yeah. So several people who the uh, what is the article on KWCH, several people that they talked to didn't like it. Because they thought it was a good idea to have, you know, God being mentioned on your uh, police vehicles. I, you know, I really wish I could just in, interject an argument uh, in here with all the the people who support having in God we trust on your police vehicles. What if what if you were having an issue and you called the police and they drove up in a vehicle that said Allahu Akbar? Mm. Like, yeah. would, that, would that make you comfortable? Because I don't think it would. I don't think they realize they worship the same God. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> Probably the case. But yeah, good for them. Haven hmm. City. All right, last thing that I have from uh, religious stuff. The Pope proclaimed 10 new saints this last week. 10 new saints. Wow. I was looking is this at a heavy year or is that average? I don't, I don't know. actually know. I should have I should have done a little <laughs> bit more research. I always love the saint draft every year. <laughs> <laughs> so they canonized Six priests and four nuns. Um, most of them, like one of them died. It was executed in 1752. Oh. One from 1607, 1886. I think the most recent one was 1955. Uh, he died in 1955. So it's it's all people who, you know, have been gone for at least 50 years. That's pretty normal. He, he, you, know, you can't normally get canonized for quite some time. Isn't there something about you have to perform a miracle after you die? Well, a miracle has to be attributed to you, yes. Well, right. <laughs> but that means you did it. <sighs> if you believe, if you're a believer, then it means that the saint did this after they died. Sure. Oh. Yes. So the saint performed the miracle? God didn't give them the power to perform the miracle? You pray to the, the, the saint. Or there's some, there, Ugh, there's some, that's sketchy. <laughs> or there's some connection to this person. <laughs> well, how is that not directly against the first commandment? Have no other god but, my, but me, something like that. Yeah, yeah. How do you you can pray to Mary? That's super common. Ugh, well, yeah, that's a whole Catholic shtick. True. But I mean, that is. It sounds immediately contrary to me. The saint goes to God on your behalf. Mm, that? You're petitioning. Oh, you've won me back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hiring a lawyer. And like Mary's got a straight shot to God because you know Father Herbert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's your baby <Anyhow>. daddy. <laughs> who 
But who deems this? Who deems the miracle? Is it the Pope? The Pope and his council. There's a whole council that deals yeah. with you know canonizing people. So okay, so could it could it be something as simple as I walk into the Vatican and go, I prayed to blah 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 person today for rain and it rained. Miracle? Not a miracle? And then they and they go miracle and they bring the miracle stamp out. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. They need paperwork now, and documentation, but they do. Now, yeah, they have the the Catholic Church has a group of uh, investigators with, I believe, legitimate scientific backgrounds that they send to investigate miracles, and their job is to to test the miracle against a variety of scientific methods, and if the what occurred can't be proven by any of the things that this investigator attempted, then they say oh, it must be a real miracle. So they're not good scientists, is what mm-hmm. you're saying. No, no, but I mean... An attempt was made. Well, it's not that they're bad scientists, because they are bad scientists. Or I guess what I'm trying to say is they're not undereducated or underskilled scientists, but they're going there with a biased mind and will apply that bias to all their research. Mm. They are going there, despite what they will claim, they are going there in hopes of discovering a miracle. Discovering a miracle is their is their end game, right? But it needs to be kind of justified. Yeah, a little bit. That's the whole thing. Generally, they show up and go, "Can this be easily disproved?" (laughs) No, good enough. A a modicum of scrutiny is what they're looking for. They certainly don't have like the amazing Randy playing devil's advocate. Oh no, no, (laughs) no, not not someone trying to act that much balance. But you know, they'll go to. You know, I don't know, some town in Lyon, France, and they'll say, hey, I drank some water from uh, from this fountain that blessed that, that was blessed by St. Jibba Jabba. And the researcher will go, OK. And, he, and then my cancer got better. And they'll go, OK. And they'll say, you know, did anybody did you get any cancer treatment? Nope. Did you go? Uh, you do, Did you do any of these these medical steps? And then they'll say, no, I did not. And they go, well, I guess it's a miracle then. <laughs> So more or less that. I think that makes sense. That sounds like a fun job. <laughs> it does sound like a great job. So I use that phrase without thinking, but I'm pretty sure that this is actually where the uh, devil's advocate actually comes from. Don't they have a devil's advocate in each of these cases? Somebody, somebody saying that you know this shouldn't, this person shouldn't be a saint for some reason. I thought that was part of the Catholic dogma that they have an actual oh, devil's advocate. That I don't know, but I like that. I could be wrong. I just, I think that's the case. No, you are correct. During the canonization process employed by the Catholic Church, the promoter of the faith, popularly known as the devil's advocate, was a canon lawyer appointed by the church authorities to argue against the canonization of a candidate. Yep. There you go. Nice. All right. So he goes in there and he goes, I don't think this person's a saint. And they go, shut up, Fred. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Francis, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. On to uh, some science stuff to close up. Um, well, I guess I do have one more thing, but uh, I love this article. It's on the Atlantic. The title is "Behold the Bottomless Pit Holding Everything Together." <laughs> uh, this is the first time we have an image of the inner rim of Milky Way's uh, black hole, the thing that we've been spinning around our entire life and all the life of every human ever existed. Um, the center of the galaxy for us is a black hole, and we have an image of it. It's fuzzy. But it's yeah. a little fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. 
it's still very cool that we just we have an image of it like that's a picture of one yeah that that every part of that is exciting because yeah. we are on like the outer rim the outer very most edge of our galaxy so to, yeah. to have that it's it's that's cool i always wonder when they get a shot of something like that or like isn't there like shit in the way you must have to wait for like a perfect picture right <laughs> you know oh. i mean granted i know space is vast and there probably is billions and billions of light years of fucking empty space well this is also a composite picture too it's not a single photograph it is oh, many okay. many 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 pictures piled on top of each other but yeah i mean when you're fo- facing the center of the galaxy there's got to be a lot of shit in the way most of the time oh yeah like there's a ton of space in between all the things, but there's a ton of things in there. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just it's cool. I like I like images from space. <laughs> who is the guy? And I, you know, I feel like I should know this. Who discovered the galaxies that there was more than one? Like I remember seeing this on some reporters like that. Could you imagine the day that that happened to that guy when he's sitting there putting the math together or whatever he was doing, and he was like, "What the fuck? There's more than one." There's mm-hmm. billions of them the same in various sizes of ours? <laughs> well, we finally oh, got... I, I would like to think that, yeah, that or even simple th- things that seem simple now, the first time they were discovered. Like, how exciting is it the first time some light shone through a piece of glass and someone realized that it was multiple colors? Mm-hmm. That had to be a huge day for whoever was that fortunate. And then looking at a rainbow and going, I wonder if these things are connected. Interesting. (laughs) So I think it was, I got two answers. So originally there was a French astronomer, Charles Messier. I thought it was Messier, but he's French. (laughs) Who, he didn't know what exactly they were, but he was the first person to observe the idea that there were galaxies. But apparently Edwin Hubble discovered that the universe was a vast frontier of innumerable galaxies. How do you not go hang yourself after that? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would just be like, I'm worthless. Everything is worthless. Everything you're doing, you people, I'm going, I'm dead. I'm out of here. As tiny as as we thought we were, we are that much tinier. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And yet it's all awesome. Like, it's just amazing. And then go, we'll never even map this galaxy properly, let alone the other billion out there. Billions! I'm sorry. Billions! (laughs) Every time we point a a, a strong telescope at the darkest corner of the universe, we find hundreds of more galaxies. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go kill myself after this show. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's wondrous. This is the wondrous part of the universe. It's not God. It's this. No, please. I'm not killing myself. In case the show isn't hilarious. (laughs) Right. In case that was anything other than hilarious, please don't. I'm not killing myself. (laughs) I hate to kill your joke, but I always have to follow that up with, just to make sure. Trust me, I'll just forget about it and go play video game and go, (laughs) life's great. (laughs) My little corner of the universe is awesome. (laughs) I hope they have video games in the Sombrero Galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the very final thing that I wanted to mention... And it, I don't know why. It just caught my attention. James Cromwell, he's still around. 
You remember him? Oh, <laughs> I saw him the other day. What's he up to? He oh. is. This story d- did not fill me with pride of, no, of for James either. Cromwell. But me either. If you don't know who James Cromwell is, uh, perhaps you know him like I do from ages ago. There was a movie called Murder by Death, and he was awesome in it. Uh, more likely, you might know him. Right. <laughs> Let's try again, Ray. <laughs> more likely, you might know him from Star Trek. He was Ephraim Cochran, oh. inventor of the warp drive. Exactly. That guy. Listen, nerds. He was the farmer in Babe. He was... End of list. He was, actually, this that is mentioned in the Washington Post article, Babe star James Cromwell, which I... There you he's go. He's in so many more things. I mean, he was in every... He was in a bajillion things. He was in... That's just his, like, only lead role. Right, right. He was in so many TV shows in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, like all of them. Think of a TV show, <laughs> he was probably in one. <laughs> he played uh, notorious uh, scoundrel Charles Keating in The People vs. Larry Finn. Flynn. There you go. So in any case, what he is up to now, he is apparently huge in uh, the PETA movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went into Starbucks and ordered a drink with non-dairy milk and then protested the fact that non-dairy milk costs more than cow milk and... Before anybody could force him out of the store, he and another person with him super glued his hand to the counter. <laughs> so he's protesting the treatment of dairy cows um, and the fact that Starbucks is charging more for non-dairy creamer milk. So for kind of forcing people to use dairy from cattle. That's that's I what he's up to. So much respect for him when I saw this. Does non-dairy milk cost Starbucks more to purchase? Most likely. But they have to charge less for it than they charge for milk. Well, he he wants it to be the same. I think. I mean, less was probably more is going. Then but... you need to approach the people who manufacture soy milk and tell them to lower their prices, right. so you that know the what? cost goes down. Ian. Why are you even trying to explain this to stupid idiot <laughs> moron James Cromwell? <laughs> With all the shit going on in the world, this is the fucking hill he's going to stand on? That, yeah. that's the exactly. fucking milk price? And people dying in the fucking Ukraine. And he's like, fuck this dare non-dairy shit. Like, go, go fuck Maybe yourself. he's mad about both. Really? <laughs> well, has he super glued himself to anything else? <laughs> He only got two hands, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, he showed up with a sign, so he succeeded in what he wanted to do, which was get press coverage for PETA. That's it. Yeah, but I have to agree. There are so many more things that need to be fixed. Like, yeah, this is the thing he cares about. Eh. Yeah. Well, that's some white ass privilege. Then. Oh, yeah, white yeah, ass, like- white American privilege. Yeah. Your milk costs a little too much money, rich actor James Cromwell. Poor thing. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, what? his milk is other people's milk, so he's advocating for people who can't afford soy milk and want to use it. Oh, that's he can afford it, but he's fighting on your behalf. He bit. can, yeah, yeah, 100%. I don't think he's saying he's he's put out by this. He is saying that he is advocating for a larger group of people that need, that you, who would benefit from this change, I think he's going about it in a wrong way. I think he's a confused about how capitalism mm. works. Well, and, I'm really uh, glad that he's finally brought this milk issue to light that's been plaguing people <laughs> at Starbucks. Yeah, the uh, Starbucks thing. Because I didn't know about it. I mean, the Starbucks thing, I mean, for, if it's if it's a low-cost issue, people that are on lower incomes tend not to go to Starbucks because it's overpriced. 
So having the, his little event there seems kind of pointless. I mean, people that can't eat dairy having an availability of a non pointless. Jared just said he was unaware of this issue until right now. Now he's completely aware of well, it. Well, I, I think sticking it was a total success. Yeah, sticking Starbucks <laughs> in the middle was kind of a dick move. That's all my point is. It was a dick move. <laughs> Blaming Starbucks is the absolute dick move in this yeah. story. No, no, I'm sorry, wrong. The dick move was doing it, in my opinion. <laughs> right to Starbucks. Yeah. No. No, to everybody who lives in the world. I'm sorry. This is not a fucking issue. Go fuck yourself and shut up. <laughs> well, it's an argument against capitalism, which is the weird part. Because yeah. they, they charge that much because they can. No, they're just trying to stick it to the fucking vegans. Because they hate the <laughs> vegans at Starbucks. What's going on in Ukraine? People are dying? Huh? I, I got more important issues to talk about here. They're fucking up charging the milk by 50 cents. <laughs> Fuck you, James Cromwell. You were Zephyrin Cochran in my heart. The man who changed <laughs> the world in the Star Trek universe. And now, this. Yeah. You're you, dead to me, sir. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I really, I'm, I'm going to stick with it and say that the, that blaming Starbucks mm. is the dick move. For me to tell someone else that I will choose for them which issues are priority and which issues are meaningless, absolutely not. Mm disagree james cromwell can think whatever he wants is important the uh, fact that he is I'm trying to blame this issue on starbucks is wrong i can't say i'm not saying he can't think what's the most important issue that's fine you just said no that. no no i did not say that i said almost verbatim no i'm going over the fact that he actually <laughs> went and fucking super glued his fucking hand to the counter at a starbucks over this issue and he could talk all up and down he'd be a fucking asshole about it <laughs> But he oh, can... the gluing of the hand. Yes, the gluing of the hand is also the dick move. I thought what you said was there are more important things going on in the world. You don't get to advocate for no, this. No, you no. have to pick one of the ones that I want you no. to. No, what I'm saying is there are more important things in the world. You're a fucking asshole because you think this is, but you're allowed to think it. I'm not saying he can't. He's wrong. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Fuck James Conrad. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. What a fun story to end the show on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might be. It took a direction I didn't I didn't expect, but you know, that's good. Hey, at least you're on my side, Ray. <laughs> I yeah, I, I lost a bit of respect. I it, I love James Com Cromwell. But yeah, this is just uh... I will only get on board with this story if I find out that he was super fucking high when this happened. <laughs> <laughs> I will excuse it then. <laughs> All right, you guys got any other things you want to talk about? I don't have... No, I'm satisfied with today's show. Thank you. Yeah, I don't have a story, but I, I, I do want to um, just comment on the fact that the Pentagon testified today in hearings in the Senate talking about UFOs. Sure. So I, I found that slightly odd. <laughs> Tell me more. No, it was not UFOs. What do they call them? UAFs? Oh, the UAFs. They have a new name for them now. Yeah. It yeah. feels like there's been... Uh, UAPs. UAP. Uh, UAPs. <laughs> it feels like there's been a, a number of different stories recently about UAPs. Uh, around the government, around the Pentagon, around the Senate, and I don't. I'm wondering if there is 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 there something out there that they're, they're kind of warming us up to. I thought this was more or less like we're not going down the route of aliens. We're like, is this some kind of technology Drugs. that other countries are using that we don't know about? Oh, sure, but they're they're like I thought. I thought that, like I didn't get super excited when I saw this. I said, okay, they're, well, they're going to be discussing this, not to say rationally, but. Mm. That, you know, we're not going to be like, hey, what's going on here? I mean, it, right. They didn't come out to say we discovered aliens. Right. They're saying 
We're also not sure. We'd like to know more. We're legitimately working towards right. that. I, I think they're, they're definitely not saying that they think it's like Russian or something, because if they thought that, they wouldn't be talking about it publicly. Right. If they so thought that, they haven't been paying attention to what's going on in Ukraine. Russia's <laughs> barely able to hold a tank together. Very true. So I, I was fascinated by – speaking of that just momentarily, I was fascinated by this um, story about the tanks that the Russians have been using. They store the ammo like just below the turret. So if you hit them on the top, the turret blows straight up into the air. And the, the Ukrainians have kind of made a game out of it to see how high they can make the turret blow into the sky. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> that's that's something. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say I like that. <laughs> Yeah, people were raining death on us 24-7, but we made a new game. <laughs> <laughs> I need that in the uh, you know next version of uh, whatever, player unknown whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and and they, they're videoing, and there's a whole bunch of videos online you can watch. You know, I forget what they call it. There's turret something. I don't remember. <laughs> turret popping. Yeah, turret popping. I think that might be it. <laughs> That's what it's called now. <laughs> Hashtag turret popping. All right. I think that's all we're going to have for this week. I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast, especially those of you who could join us tonight. Gritch, Hessian Gixon. Uh, I saw Longbow Guitar there for a little bit. I do appreciate you guys coming on, joining us. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, you can support it by joining them, signing up on our Patreon page to support. Or uh, you can share the podcast on social media or leave a review for us wherever you happen to listen. If you want to contact us, you can post to our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. Also, please check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network. Soon-to-be-named network is a network of podcasts. You can find them all at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may our God be with you.